This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. What up, Knicks fans? It is a hard Knicks life. My name is Craig. Some people call me Axe. And on the other mic, my good friend and fellow Knicks fan who I've known for many, many years. How many years, Barry? Oh. I, uh, 30? What do we mean? Like middle school, elementary school, you know? Uh, somewhere around fifth or sixth grade, I would imagine. That's a long time. Yep. We used to make some of the stupidest but most brilliant videos with our group of friends, right? Yeah. And now we make some of the stupidest and we yet make most podcasts. brilliant podcasts amongst each other. Do you remember when for our Spanish class we did Beverly Hills 90210 <laughs> in Spanish? We did the whole theme song. And then we acted out some scenes. Well, I mean, it had nothing to do with 90210, but our opening credits, we did like <laughs> 90210. Like the rest of it, nothing. But we had the theme music. Somehow we got our hands on the theme music. And then like we would give looks into the camera for the opening credits. But was it, we, we sung it in Spanish or something, right? Or no? No. It was just like... But then we did our, <laughs> but we did our scenes in Spanish. Yes. The, the whole thing was in Spanish. Yeah. I remember like we a sleepover our scene party was a sleepover theme. party and we were doing each other's hair. We were doing each other's hair. We like <laughs> shaved. There was like three of us and we shaved one dude's head like with a bick with his, you know, permission. That was when the stupidity began, right? Yeah, I, I, it probably <laughs> was. All right, here we go. This is season two. Episode 38. This is Randy from North Bergen. I'm Mark. I've been a Knicks fan for 24 years. Hey, Craig and Barry. This is Rock from City, Australia. I'm from D.C. Hey, guys. Steve this here. Manny from Stanford. I'm calling all the way from Palm Springs, California. It is a hard. It's a hard. It is a hard. Knicks. Knicks life. Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. G'day, Axe and Barry. It's Josh from Sydney, Australia. I've been a Knicks fan since watching the 1992 playoffs. It is a hard Knicks life. What is up, Barry motherfucking D? What up, Axe? How you doing, player? How about Josh from Sydney, Australia calling in? Yeah, checking in from down under. What's up, Josh? Good day, mate. Good day. Is that good? Good day. Yeah, it works. What's going on with you? It's been a while. Well, it's been a week. It's always a week. It's always roughly a week. (laughs) That's right. Uh, I had a lot of headaches this past week. Oh, no. Like every day... For like the last six days, I've had a headache in the same not, spot. Not Nick's related. Who knows? I'm trying to figure out what it's causing it because it's something constant in my life, obviously. Um, it's Sometimes it's in the morning. Sometimes it's at night. Thank God it doesn't last all day, but it's like the front top left of my forehead. Um, yeah, it's just like painful headaches. Ugh. I have a headache like every Tuesday or Wednesday night when I'm on with you for an hour. You blame that on me? <laughs> well, last week, yeah. Oh, yeah, last week, yeah. For those Are of you who didn't listen to the pod last week, we recorded for like almost an hour, and at the very end, I looked down and I realized my microphone wasn't recording, and we went back to look, and it hadn't recorded like the last 25 to 30 minutes of our podcast. 
because right. like the wire jostled out from underneath the microphone. I didn't notice. I was so pissed. And we couldn't figure out for a while why until we went back and listened to. Yeah, we're like, we where did, did it have? cut out? <laughs> and it was because you asked me to give a drum roll for when we had Frank's Frank Nilakina's groin on. And uh, I started tapping my desk, and that's when the, <laughs> it must must have knocked the wire out. Right. So we did that Frank Frank's groin as a pre-tape, and then so you did this drum roll, and then we lost everything after the drum roll. Right. Right. And but you used a fake drum roll anyway. Yeah, because you, you didn't. There was no drum roll, Barry. Oh, right. Because I knocked out the mic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'm all good now. You're good. You, you yeah. didn't take my advice and tape anything. You're just... No, I've got my... So I've, You're just not you know, going to do any drum rolling. No drum rolling tonight. Sorry. That's off all limits. Right. But I've got, I've got like my mic you know, window open now so I could actually see that it's recording, which is probably... Should have been doing that from the get-go. Well, uh, just keep an eye on it. Will do. Will do. So... Let's, let's wish a very happy 21st birthday to the most innocent... Kind, gentle, savage fucking shot blocker in the NBA, Mitchell <laughs> Robinson. He had, did you see that video of him being given the birthday cake and the candles after the game on his birthday? Yes. Well, let's play that, right? I, I, I've only watched a couple times. I cannot figure out what anyone is saying. Can you? They're no, calling, they're call, him, they're calling him some names. I hear like three different names. What? It sounded like bird nose. And then somebody bird said nose. big bird. I thought I heard bird dog. And big bird. <laughs> As they smash it in his face. You would have thought he would have swatted that shit out of there. He just took <laughs> That's it. That's right. He swats everything else, man. <laughs> He's so re- quick to react. And er- Did you see him react to DeAndre Jordan tickling him on the bench? Yeah. How great was that, though? <laughs> he was so pissed. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Man, he's loosening up, like, big time. Dude, the night before... This is why I love Mitchell Robinson. I think his agent tweeted out the night of his birthday, him shooting hoops at 11.50 p.m. at night on the eve of his 21st birthday. He's in the gym. Right. What other about-to-be-21-year-old is playing basketball at the gym when they're about to turn 21? Is that what you were doing for your 21st birthday? Well, look, I mean, I wasn't a rookie in the NBA either. I'm not a professional athlete, but no, I can assure I wasn't doing that. I mean, dude, would you have done that if you were a rookie in the NBA? Or would you be spending that money somewhere fun? That money? That money. That rookie money. (laughs) Rookie money. Uh, Yeah, probably, you know. Yeah, so so kudos. Kudos to to Big Mitch. (laughs) What a difference when Fizdale told DeAndre Jordan that he was thinking about starting Mitchell Robinson the remaining games. Did you get a kick out of that? DeAndre Jordan told him, Coach, let's get that kid in there. Let's see what he can do. I'll be ready for you. And DeAndre Jordan hasn't played since. 
Right, right. He hasn't even gotten in a, a couple of minutes, which which is surprising because you thought, of course he will, because, you know, Robinson's going to get into some sort of foul trouble or there's going to be, you know, an empty hole of center minutes. But yeah, he hasn't stepped on the court. Yeah, I got to think that's because I was wondering about that. But I mean, DeAndre, everyone, DeAndre Jordan's going to be a free agent, right, this summer. He's proven what he can do all year. He's still a great NBA player. There's really no reason for him to play in these final six, seven games. I mean, risk injury. I'm sure the coach is sort of doing him a favor too. Right, right. As and there's he's a bunch heading of, into a free agency. Yeah, I mean, although they're not high caliber players, let's not kid ourselves. We all know this. They're Knicks. But you've got a lot of flexible guys. So when Cornette is on the floor with Mitchell Robinson and then Mitchell does sit, you know, it's easy enough to move Cornette to center. And then you've got either Lance Thomas to play the four You've got Knox that can step in and play the four. So there's a lot of you know moving parts with a lot of like overlapping lineups that Fizz likes to move about. Yeah, it's been great getting to see Mitchell Robinson for 30-plus minutes these past three games. Oh, yeah, totally. 33 and 36 over the last two games. Terrific. Yeah, so he started two games. He's played 30-plus minutes in his last three. He's averaging 14 points, 15 boards. Three blocks and just getting three personal fouls a game, which is great. And him starting is, it's dude, it's so important to his growth this season. We've seen so much growth already. But, you know, he comes into the game for these short spurts, right, coming off the bench. You know, he, he's able to run all over the court, going for these three-point blocks, playing hard D, because he's playing, you know, he's been playing like 20, 22, 24 minutes a game. So it is really important to see him now putting in these big minutes and to see how it affects his numbers and what he can do out there. Can he be that same guy? Because most of his effectiveness is just being able to swarm the court like he does and be so active. So I think, we've, I, I think I've noticed, you know, you don't see him as active in these big minutes, but he's still putting up great numbers. And, and, he, and he doesn't own. look fatigued. I mean, you combine with the extra amount of minutes he's getting now and the fact that it's the end of a long season in his rookie year you know with that so-called rookie wall that most of these guys hit and he doesn't look like he's slowing down even with the added minutes now he's in unbelievable nba shape for a player who didn't play at all last season yeah yeah i mean the, the number one thing i'm seeing in his game out of you know all the things that he's improved upon it's got to be his confidence right yeah, everything about his everything about the way he handles himself out there. Even in that video of him taking the birthday cake, you can tell how much everyone loves him and how just he's being himself out there. Totally. And we've seen that from day one with him talking shit to the other teams, you know. Right, but uh, he, not but, but on the court down from though, anybody, but now I, it's changing. Yes, yes, because on the court, I mean, he's sure about where he is, he's sure about where he needs to be, getting into position whether, you know, whether it's um, you know, covering somebody on defense on a switch, he's just a lot more sure of himself in every move that he makes. Yeah, he has no problem when there's a switch guarding like the other team's point guard or shooting guard. He's so mobile for a big man. I mean, you know, people He can are, guard are... anybody out there except yeah. Dion Waiters. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty much doing whatever he wanted. Yeah. But Mitch stayed with him. Yeah. You cannot really shake Mitch because even if you get by him, he's coming up from behind. Like he's so hard. Yeah. I mean, there are times when he does get faked on, you know, on, on pump fakes and he'll still block the shot. 
because it's he's almost so ideal that he gets faked, <laughs> right? And then he's coming from behind, and you don't fucking see him. That's right. The offender thinks that he, that he shook you off his tail, and uh, and nope, lo and behold, there comes the extended arm of Mitch. Oh, he's so good. You know, we cannot if we he cannot be dealt for anybody this off season. No, no, he's too good. I mean, look, we we talk and talk about how player development is not like this linear thing and you go through your ups and downs, right? We see it with Knox. We've seen it with Trier. Dozens of other rookies in the league. Or worse, they have glimpses of... Pro- like they, well, they don't have any glimpses of promise, right? And like they, 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 the league just chews them up and spits them out from the get-go. But with Robinson, it's been this steady incline. His stock just keeps going up and up. His foot's not coming off the gas. There's no telling where his ceiling is. He he needs to be the Knicks starting center next year. Wow, he needs to be. Yeah. He needs to be. He needs to be. I mean I mean I agree with you. Now, he, he's what? as as a first year player, just turned twenty one, he's already a dominant defensive player in the NBA. I mean, one of the, I mean he's gotta be in the top five defensive players, right? Yeah. I mean the the, the rate at which he blocks shots, it's insane. Not just the blocks, but he affects everything out there on the court. It's incredible. Yes. He has to be top five in the NBA, and he's 21. He didn't play any professional ball last year or any ball whatsoever. So, yeah, he does have to start next season. If you don't start him, then you're not putting your team in the best position to win. Plain and simple. Guys, if you ever need to buy tickets to anything, use SeatGeek. SeatGeek pulls millions of tickets into one place so you can find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay. There's nothing quite like being there in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for great value. I use SeatGeek all the time if I ever need to buy tickets to anything. Barry, those Knicks tickets you've been buying, have those been from SeatGeek? Of course. We got we got another we have another game coming up this Sunday. Courtesy of SeatGeek? Yeah. You get the best deals on there, right? That's right. I mean, I, I got a great deal the first time I purchased there because you know why? I used this promo code, HARDNICKSLIFE, all caps, mm. no spaces. <laughs> I saved $20 off my first purchase. <laughs> wow. That is incredible. It's amazing how that works out. That's for your first SeatGeek purchase. So you can't use that again, Barry. No, I can't. Well, I could create a new email and then use it again. That's right. Or use like your mom's email. My sister's email. Yeah, you create as many emails as you want. My wife's email. Get- <laughs> right. Your kids have workers email. There you go. All right, let's end this. SeatGeek, life is an event and we have the tickets. Mm. Good read. Great read. I shouldn't thank you. I'm just gonna say thank you. <laughs> I was so sad a few games ago when Frank got shut down officially. Yeah. That fucking groin. That damn that Italian groin. <laughs> Italian sounding groin. Fake French groin. <laughs> do you think he's going to be back next season um i think he won't and you know i i know people say well that's crazy because why would you tr- look to trade him now in any type of deal because his value is so low because he stinks why not wait another year he's cheap yeah i agree let him stay on the teams let him stay on the roster i don't think he's going to net you anything you know, definitely nothing better than a second round pick, but um, but something's telling me he's not going to be with the team next year. But I mean, c- can we just do like this little comparison? Look, we we all hope that he was going to be better this year, right? Yeah. Listen to this. Of course. <laughs> last season, his rookie season. Remember, remember the coach last season? 
a guy named Jeff Hornacek, and we used to bitch about how like Frank would get no playing time. Jarrett Jack was starting. Yada yada yada. Play the young I guys. Play it too the young well. guys. Yes, we all remember. Well, last year Frank played in seventy-eight games, and he averaged twenty-one point nine minutes per game. This year, and I know he's plagued with injuries. He only played forty-three games, but even in those forty-three games that he played, he managed to average less minutes than last year at only twenty-one point zero. His points went from five point nine last year to averaging five point seven. That's down. His field goal percentage is down. His three-point percentage is down. His assists are down. Every category for this guy, he's regressed from last year to this year. You know. So who really... do you put that on? Do you put that on Fizdale or Frank? Because you could make a good argument that's because of Fizdale. You, you could. And you can also argue that a lot of that is, like last year, it drove me nuts that Jarrett Jack was getting all, all, all those minutes, right? It drove right. everyone nuts. Yes. There was a difference this year, though, okay? The difference was that Frank was losing his minutes to other young backcourt players, right? Like Moutier, um, or Trey Burke, eventually Dennis Smith Jr., Alonzo Trier. Dotson, right? Like that, that is easier for me to stomach, okay? Yeah. Frank definitely did not get any better this year. Right? Could a lot of that be because Fizdale really never made up his mind about where he wanted to play Frank? Started off the season playing at the small forward, you know, played a lot of the season without the ball in his hands. Of course, this timid player from France with a new coach who doesn't want the ball in his hands um, is going to average fewer points, fewer assists, fewer minutes even. He's not going to be as effective. I mean, I've always thought that you just had to commit to Frank for this fucking, for one fucking season. Just commit to him as your point guard. You, you just commit make... to him and find the fuck out if he's your point guard for right. one fucking season. We didn't, we won, we're, this is a wasted season anyway. We all know that. We won 14 f games. At F least if we 15. just committed to come Frank. On, come on, 15. 15 we we, got, we won last night. I've I know you're stopped. not used to winning. We won. All right. I'm sorry. 15, 15 games. At least commit to him for the season so we would know what we have. You know what? It's another. Now the we're going to go into the third year. If he's still on this team somehow, which I don't think he will be. I hope he is. But I just don't think the coaching staff and the front office really believes in him all that much. And I think based on how they drafted last year and how they picked up Trier, how they drafted Mitchell Robinson, obviously their thing is picking up like great value picks late. Right. right. And I guarantee you late in the first rounds. Oh shit. I just like lost. Your lights went out or half something. Half of the stuff on my computer screen. <laughs> I saw your lights go but out. But I'm still there recording. All right. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Firefox, no, you can make a just... you can make a great argument like you but said. But hear me out, like Fizz. like like the, like they could be late in the first round or early in the second round, and there will be some player that the Knicks desperately want, like a Mitchell Robinson or Alonzo Trier type player who maybe they believe in, and though I mean I wouldn't be shocked if they trade Frank to get that play, to get that pick, you know, to take an opportunity to grab someone that they believe can turn into a star if they don't believe Frank is going to be a star. It doesn't seem like they believe he is. Right. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if that happens. Yeah, I, I still think they just don't know how to use him. I mean, he's a cerebral player, and yet he can't create. You know, he's not explosive. 
He's not quick. And although he can pass, you're just going to have limited opportunities if you can't draw on defenders and be a threat to score. Well, you know what? Then just fucking trade him in the offseason. Because I can't go through a third year of us having this player on the team that no one knows what to do with because he doesn't fit in your system or for whatever reason. That's just the whole fucking, thing. Just trade I, him then. The, just the, be the, done with him. The coaches sit down. <laughs> they look at their roster with Nilakina on it, and it's like the square peg that they've been trying to fit in a round hole all year long. You know? I can't deal with it because I think whoever has him has to just commit to him and right. help him grow as a point guard. I mean, well, I think that's what he is. You make a good argument because, you know, you're, you're talking about putting it on Fizz. And when Fizz did put the most into him, which was at the start of the season when Frank started all eight games in October, it was definitely his best month. I mean, he was averaging 29.9 minutes a game. That's almost 10 more minutes a game he was averaging. He was averaging 8.8 .8 points. He was shooting over 38% from three, 3.6 assists. It was definitely his best month, you know, when he... You know when he when he got the playing time and the uh, the support from Fizdale. so you can make that argument that it is on on the coach. Listen, he he's been up and down, mostly down. But he's been mostly down. But he's been at his best at the point guard position. So I still believe that's his position. It's not going to be on the Knicks though. It's not the style of point guard that Fizz wants to run. Right. So he's. I assume he's going to be gone for either a late first round pick or an early second round pick. I did a poll of that 44% of the audience believes he will be with the team. 56% say he will not be back. So there you have it, Barry. And 100% don't care either way. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and 100% want Zion. <laughs> right. Dude, the Dallas trade is looking better every day. Oh my gosh. Every day oh. with this. First of all, you got these Porzingis allegations. Thank which, God he's not a Nick right now. Uh, yeah, thank God we don't have to deal with whatever's going on. Everyone keeps tweet like DMing me or tweeting at me like, you know, do, what do I think about this? Do I think he's... <laughs> I know. Guilty or not. And is it even and dude, fair to I don't, speculate? I don't, it's not fair to speculate in any way. I actually hate that Knicks fans are like assuming that he did it. Because knowing KP, like I know we all think he's, we call him the Unisnake or whatever, because he wanted out. But dude, from everything you know about him, I just cannot assume that he's guilty. I can't do it. I'm not going to assume that he's innocent. But I'm not going to assume that he's guilty. With everything that goes on these days and how you find out three months later that someone was lying or just Well, trying, yeah. I mean, more know, and more is assume. dripping out about this story. And yeah, who knows what to believe? There's always two sides to every story. But, you know, the, in certain reports, you know, th there's reports out there that say that this woman was sending him, you know, nude photographs after the incident and that there was still a sexual relationship after the incident. It's like, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't even want to go into to either way because, you know, we, we don't know. How right, we don't we do? know. Something could have happened and there could still be that. It doesn't mean whatever happened right. in that night really and it's is so supposed crazy. to stand on its, in its, on its own. It's so crazy that that's the night too. Right, it, it's, it is crazy. I can't, like me and you, we're doing this podcast, cursing up a storm, devastated when we when we saw a tweet about Porzingis being done for the season and you're telling me that he's drunk sexually assaulting a neighbor in his apartment while we're flipping I, it's crazy it is it is absolutely insane 
I am so thankful that he is not a Nick. No, we don't need that. We just don't, even if he's innocent, we don't need to be worrying about that. No, it's such a, I mean, it's awful. I mean, first of all, I mean, e- either way, it's, it, it's it, you know, unspeakably awful if it if it happened to this poor girl. Yes, and it's awful if the allegations are false. What it's doing to him, you know. So nothing's good. Nothing good comes out of this, that's for sure. And then Tim Hardaway Jr. got shut down for the season, having surgery on his leg. Oof. Another having a thing. rod, Thank having God. a rod, in, having a rod inserted into his leg. Yeah, how great does this move look? <laughs> Dude, I saw I saw something online. I don't know if it's true or not, but I saw this rumor that some some team NBA executive said that for the Knicks to get rid of Tim Hardaway Jr. this summer, just on his own, they would have had to give up three first round picks. Ugh. And now the dude is going to come back at the start of next season with a rod in his leg. Mm. I mean, he would have been impossible to get. If we didn't trade him in that Porzingis deal, and and supposedly the Knicks knew something was up with his leg before they traded him. Right. Um, if we didn't deal him in that in that Porzingis deal, we would have had no chance. I know we're all assuming that KD and Kyrie are coming this offseason because we have the space, but we would have had 0% chance of getting them if we did not make that trade. Yeah, and a lot of us were hanging our hat on to like reserve judgment on how this trade actually was, like only if we actually signed KD and Kyrie, but because of the things we just mentioned, like this trade was a success regardless of what happens there. The fact that we got rid of KP and you know, unloaded Tim Hardaway Jr., regardless really of how this free agency turns out, that trade looks to me like it was a good move. And I'm able to stamp that on it right now. Let's do some voicemails, Barry. Okay. Because it's been a while. It's been a week. (laughs) I miss everyone's voices. All right, let's do them. Here we go. Hey, what's up, guys? James, I'm over here calling from Queens. What's up, ass? And Barry motherfucking D. What's up, guys? I was just wondering, uh, you know, since we're getting KD, all these guys next year, I want you guys to name the starting five of game one. And you could throw in a six, man. And is Frank going to be here or not? I don't know. But who really cares? Fuck that kid by now. Seriously. I mean, whatever happens, happens by this time. So, guys, I just want to know what you guys think. James, bring in the energy. James from Queens. What's up, James? It is actually a voicemail under three minutes long. Good stuff. (laughs) Yes, guys. (laughs) Please keep them. Please keep them short. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So go ahead, Craig. Who's your your starting five in game one of next season? Your prediction. Let's let's go position by position so we don't each have to give. Now this is these are these aren't like just like our, our our wants and hopes and dreams into the starting line. This is our prediction, correct? Correct. I actually gave, I think, a realistic prediction. This is my realistic prediction. If I was going to, like, bet money, right, on this on the starting five. Okay. Is that how you did it? Um, I mean, I, I did you my didn't best. Do, like, I mean, your I, dream I, scenario. Look, I'm staring at this starting five that I wrote down for this question, and I yeah. really do hope it comes true. So it's both. It's, it's, it, I, I think it will, and, and I definitely hope it will. 
I mean, I'd be super excited about mine, Barry, not to toot my own starting lineup, but it's not my dream scenario. Oh, see, right? this is like both my dream scenario okay. and I'm very optimistic it may happen. All right, okay. so I'm predicting at the, at the one, I got Kyrie coming. So do I. All right. Who do you have at the two? Dotson. Oh, that's not exciting. All right, I, at you the two, I, I have our, our first round draft pick for this year. We're going to end up in the four spot, and we're drafting Jarrett Culver. Okay. Six foot six shooting guard out of Texas Tech, who, by the way, his team has made it as advanced to the final four. So you guys should all make sure you watch him. Absolutely. He's averaging 21.5 points, 6.7 boards, four and a half, four and a half assists, and 2.3 steals, dude. Having a great tournament so far. And you're throwing, into, you're throwing him into our starting lineup. I've got, yeah, I've got Kyrie and Culver. Our star, starting backcourt. All right, now I've got Kyrie and, and Dot. Okay. Who do, who do you have at the three? Zion. Okay, because you're going all in on Zion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Why not? We got as good a chance as anybody. I've got Kevin Knox at the three. Okay. All right. Sure. At the four, I have Kevin Durant. So do I. There you go. What do you know? <laughs> it's going to be a good summer. At the five, I know you you probably have Mitchell Robinson, right? Of course. Of course. We've talked I've about got this. DeAndre, I have DeAndre Jordan. Right. Not because of what you want, but because of your prediction. You just think that's where Fizdale's going to go. This is just what I would bet money on. I just think if we have Kevin Durant and Kyrie and Culver and Knox, two young guys, like we're, oh, we're going to be thinking a little more win now. DeAndre's going to be on the team because he's so close with KD. And I yeah, could just see that him. That doesn't mean he has to fucking start with him. No, but I think that it would be good to have him out on the floor, have those three vets out there. So, the so you guys. think they're going to sign him for what? Like the vet minimum? I don't know. I don't know him? exactly. <laughs> maybe a little bit more. I don't, you know, maybe like KD and Kyrie are willing to give up a little salary to get DeAndre on the team. You know, I we'll doubt see. that, man. Knowing yeah. the Knicks have the money, they want to get paid. Yeah, but they Especially also want they also want through. other players on the team, Barry. And sometimes it's the only way to get them. We shall see. But either way, so, and then I got Mitchell coming off the bench as a six man. Okay. But obviously, I'd be super thrilled if Mitchell was just starting. What's up, guys? This is uh, Justin for the Bronx calling once again. Um, thank you for listening to my voicemail. But I have another concern I wanted to bring up, and this has been bothering me too. So I know that we have a fourteen percent chance at getting number one overall pick. But we also have a 52% chance at getting the fifth overall pick. And we know that if we get the number one overall pick, the only person that we're realistically trading it for is Anthony Davis. And anybody else could kick rocks. We know this. But what if the Knicks get the fifth overall pick? Like, would you be cool with them trading it for a lower-tier star like a Bradley Bill or somebody like that or trading, I don't know, down in draft for multiple picks. Like, because Scott Perry, to me, strikes me as, as the kind of guy who he, like, analyzes, anticipates, and adapts. You've seen that with Mitchell Robinson, Trier, Knox. You've seen that with the KP trade situation. So I want to know, like, your thoughts on this. Like, you think that it's going to be a situation where we get the shorthand of the stick and he's able to, like, anticipate, analyze, and adapt? Or... Or are we just going to take the L? It's a hard next life. Thank you, guys. 
<laughs> I mean, what's up, Justin? All right. So there's a good chance, like Justin said, we end up with a fifth pick. We have a a 52% chance of getting the fifth pick, which is just insane. Uh, he says, would we take the L if we're Scott Perry and just draft at the five or trade that pick for a worse pick? I I mean, I don't understand yeah, I mean, he, why he, he brought up that. Bradley Beal's name. I don't know how you spin that five, that number five pick into any type of deal to get Bradley Beal. He's too good for that. You could still get a very good, I mean, you know, like the top top five pick is great, Barry. Yeah, I know no, we're no, all no. set yeah, on, we're all set on fucking Zion Williamson, but a top five pick any year in the NBA is a great opportunity to get a great, a possible, possibly great player. Absolutely. I don't think yeah. you just deal him for the sake of dealing him because you're upset you didn't get the number one or the yeah, number Yeah, I mean, two. you got to you gotta look at the fact that last year, I mean, forget about Knox, who was a lottery. The fact that you were able to draft Robinson as late as you did and the stud that he is, the fact that you were able to sign Trier, who nobody selected him in the 60 teams that, that picked, um, you got you know three great picks last year, in my opinion. Um, so I wouldn't squander the fifth pick and get lower tier you know picks you know in, in some type of deal. No, you take your shot with the number five pick. You got a better chance that that player that you're picking at that at that number is going to develop into something more than anybody below him. You know, you got to go with if, the odds. If, if anything, I explore trading the fifth pick to move up. Well, you know, pairing the fifth pick with. You know, I don't know, a Dennis Smith Jr. or a Kevin Knox, if you really believe in someone in those top three. You know, maybe you can move that fifth pick and a young talent currently on the roster to move up and get an RJ Barrett or a Ja Morant. But yeah, I would not trade the fifth pick just out of disappointment. I can tell you this, Justin. I have the utmost faith in Scott Perry and the scouts on this particular team to find the best player. I mean, I mean, go base it off of last year. I think they, they did tremendous, you know? Yeah. Knox, the jury's still out on what he's doing, but go ahead and look at Robinson and Trier, what they did from where they were selected. I mean, gosh, they exceeded, you know, any expectations of any players that are typically come out either undrafted or, or in the second round as Robinson did. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I let Perry have the keys to this car and, and draft, you know, whoever he thinks is going to make this team, you know, better. Right. If they can get those two guys, like you said, in second and undrafted, I'm pretty sure Perry will be just fine at the number five spot. He'll have a lot to choose from. There's another. What's uh, Axe Barry? It is a hard Knicks life. Hey, um, are we sure about this whole Zion thing being a generational talent, uh, but not even making it through to uh, the Final Four? Or do you think there's a, you know, another great talent out there that the Knicks should have their eye on? Interested in your thoughts, John Morant? Anybody else uh, who you've seen really step up in the NCAA? The hard Knicks life. Yeah. So obviously Zion. Even though he didn't make it to the Final Four and was eliminated, and it was almost eliminated a lot sooner than that. I mean, the two games before that were extremely close as well, and they were lucky to escape those rounds. Um, yeah, he dominates the NCAA. It's clear. He's just a dominating force. 
So, yeah, do we really know if it's going to translate to the NBA? We don't know how strong he's going to look against, you know, guys that have years of experience on him, you know, pounds of muscle as he Dude, has. he's coming into the NBA. He's going to be, he is a generational talent. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying we don't know for sure that he's going to be. Yeah, I, we, I, yes, I, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. He is head and shoulders above anyone else in this draft. Yeah, Well, that's one statement, yes, which is a true statement. Absolutely. The fact that he hasn't gotten to the Final Four in college basketball means absolutely nothing. Yeah, look, I'm these not are, judging him. The NCAA him tournament, these are one game. I do, I'm, not, I'm not judging or, him I'm not on going that. against you. I'm talking, I'm, this is in response to the caller. Okay. It's ridiculous to say he didn't get to the Final Four. So should, that should put some doubt in anyone's mind. Like, these are one game. These are single games to advance in the tournament. This isn't a seven-game series. You think any team in college basketball would beat Duke in a seven-game series? No. Has LeBron ever lost a game? Yeah. In basketball, any team can win on any given night. Winning the NCAA championship is one of the hardest things to do because you have to be perfect through, like, what, five or six games. You can't lose one game. And you're playing these teams that you've never played before you're playing against systems you've never seen before. It's just a totally different ballgame. And that's what makes the NCAA tournament so fun. Obviously, every like great NBA player hasn't won the NCAA tournament. That doesn't mean they're not going to be great in the NBA. Actually, a lot of players that are great in the NBA weren't even good in college. Did you hear what they were saying about Dwayne Wade the other night when he played at Marquette? His first year... He didn't even, he sat out for academic reasons. Like he wasn't, he wasn't even very good. They didn't even think he was going to be good <laughs> when he got to Marquette, dude. And everybody at the garden is giving him a standing ovation. He's one of the all-time great players. It just doesn't, it's just a totally different game. And Barry, do you believe Zion is the next great superstar in the NBA? I don't know, Craig. What is he, too short? Too short? He's not too short. He's got a weird shot. He's got a weird shot. I do like the fact that like the one knock on him was that he didn't have a jump shot and he did hit, you know, he did knock down a couple of big threes throughout the tournament. I did like that. Um no, I think he'll he'll move. Look, we look at guys that can't finish around the basket when they drive and they do not have Zion size. They don't have his athletic and leaping ability. So yeah, he's gonna he's gonna make a difference in you know on any team that he joins for sure I, I don't know what kind of generational talent he's going to be you know it's a different level I mean we're talking about the NBA we're talking about the greatest players in the world okay we're not talking about you know playing against UCF and uh you know his, his conference in, in college it's a dif it's different it's a different animal yeah he's a clear-cut number one above the rest Zion is, a, Zion is a different animal. And he's, you know, he's, he's definitely the you know, biggest and most exciting player to come out of college in, in recent years. Um, but I can't say what kind of impact he's going to have yet on the NBA. Do I want him? Fuck yeah. But I don't know. I love John Morant. Oh, yeah. He's, oh. I like dude, RJ. I like RJ ball, Barrett. I like Jarrett Culver. Dude, the way the ball leaves John Morant's hands on any given pass, it's crazy. You don't see like his body moving, yet the ball just like shoots out of his hands at like you know hundred miles an hour, finding his man. What a passer he is! 
it's going to be mention, interesting if we, it's going to be interesting if we end up with like the second pick what we do because you know everything right. like you, you want to take John ja Morant there look but if the Knicks know they're getting Kyrie Irving what the fuck would you be doing taking John ja Morant it wouldn't make any sense look the lottery results are going to come out in May right and there's going to be like a month or so before the draft that month feels like six months when like you know you're you're looking up the scouting reports on these players they're going you know uh reporting to different teams and trying out and doing the workouts and stuff like that remember how long that process felt yeah and you know your views of different players change people's hypes get you know escalated but uh but yeah of course anything that happens is gonna be very 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 interesting yeah when you finally know where you're picking that's when you really start diving deep into all these highlight videos and that's when you really start falling in love with players that you could actually have a chance at getting right? yeah but you know if we get the number one pick it's like gonna be so easy because there's no fucking debate if we get the number one pick <laughs> i'm gonna spend whatever that is a month and a half free time just just drooling over zion videos <laughs> <laughs> any other voicemails <laughs> no that's it oh, okay. that's gonna do it for the show guys Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnickslife. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. You can call us at 516-33-MESH1. Leave us a voicemail. And please check out our Patreon site, www.patreon.com backslash hardnickslife. Barry, five games left in this horrible painful season five games left for the knicks yep if we win if we win two more games we won't go down as the worst team in knicks history and there's still a really good chance we'll still be dead last in the nba so it's a win-win we will likely be dead last and that's perfect yeah yeah it's it's not it's not a given we didn't clinch that last place spot it's coming it's coming though we've got five (laughs) games left Orlando, Houston, Washington, Chicago, Detroit. But Phoenix Suns are only two and a half games back in the tank. When is our last game of the season? What's the date? The date of the last game of the season is April 10th. Oh my goodness. That is just over a week away from us being put out of our misery. (laughs) That's right. All right, Barry, anything, any last words? Uh, yeah, you mentioned to me right before we started recording. Yeah. I don't know if we want to get into this right now, but I'm curious. I never heard of it before. Did you say you were on a keto diet? Did I hear uh, that right? We're not talking. I'm not talking about this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Cut that out. Well, you wanted to you wanted to use that joke again that you said that you're on a cheeto oh, diet. Oh no, 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 I didn't. That's what you want to get in the show? No. No, it's not. I swear. I swear. I just didn't understand. <laughs> you really what think it people was. give a fuck about that? I just never heard of it before. Alright guys, until next time. It is a hard Knicks life, (laughs) and it's almost over. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.